Hello everyone, this is Picks with the Professor, episode three. Today we are talking week two of the 2021 college football season. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me and my picks on Twitter, at Professor Sides. Back with me to break down the games and make some picks is Cousin Jared. And as always, these picks we posted and tracked on Twitter, BetStep, and the Google Sheet. Links are in the description below. If you like what you hear, please like and subscribe. And before we get too deep, I mentioned this on Twitter. I want to say it here on the podcast. I truly believe the next few weeks will be really good here for the model. This is not a whale special, a 50 times max play, any of that nonsense. It's it's just that early in the season is the perfect time, in my opinion, to lean heavier on a model than usual. We see this in every sport. The model does a better job at calibrating all the information that's, that's happened than our brains can. Cousin Jared, I don't know about you. I watched a lot of college football this weekend. I feel like I saw 10% of what happened. A model has to do a better job than we can of figuring out all the stuff we took in this last weekend. Am I right? Yeah, you're definitely right because I definitely fall into the camp of, I promise I will overreact. So uh, (laughs) we may even see some of that in my picks. So uh, I'm confident that the model won't do that though. So I know that it has some strengths that I definitely don't have. Exactly. And that's kind of the thing is, you know, some people overreact, some people underreact, and it's really hard to find that that true balance. And, and the, it's not that the model's going to be perfect on every one of them, right? It's just that on average, it's going to do a better job reacting appropriately than, than, than you and I, uh, than right. you and I would. Right. So a quick recap last week, the model again went 500. It went 17 and 17 for the season. It is 19 and 19. Cousin Jared, six and four last week brings your record to eight and four. Kudos to you. Jack starts off eight and four, uh, four and four. Uh, So everyone uh, positive or 500 uh, early in the season. So uh, a a decent start. Uh, Let's get right to week two this week. All lines courtesy of Circa Sportsbook. And we got to talk about Friday, right? There's no Thursday game because the NFL season opener. Friday, you got two games. You've got Kansas at Coastal Carolina. You've got UTEP at Boise. But look, you shouldn't watch either one of these games. You shouldn't bet on either one of these games. I mean, they're going to be ugly. Look, you know, go spend some time with your family or your friends. Or if that's not your game, go watch a movie, you know, binge your favorite show. Do something else with your time. Yeah, yeah. This, what do you this, do with these? Yeah, this this is the guy who, you know, wanted something called Mountain West Corner in the podcast. And I can't even get excited about Boise State playing a Friday night game against UTEP. So I think that touched all you need to know. Exactly. UTEP and Kansas are both bad. I will tell you, FYI, the, the model has the slightest lean to both underdogs, but I, I don't recommend playing them. And here's why. Kansas, they're maybe only one of the season. They rushed the field last week. How are they going to come out? Who the heck knows? Boise, after last week's heartbreak, how are they going to come out? They may be up 30 at the half after what happened last week, and they may not take their foot off the pedal after that game. So, I mean, this is one of those where the model kind of likes the dogs, but man, the eye test says just run away from those. The favorites could kill them. This is just a complete yep. stay away on those Friday night games for me. Yep, completely agree. Yeah. So Saturday, we've got seven games we're going to discuss in a little bit more detail. Then we're going to do kind of a rapid fire section uh, before getting out of Dodge here, try to keep this as short and sweet as possible. We're going to start off with Wyoming who is a six and a half point favorite at Northern Illinois should be a great game between two mid majors. Where is your head at this one? So when I was doing my research for this, um, you know, I, 
I know why I knew Wyoming liked to run the ball. They like to keep it on the ground. The clock runs a lot with them. So I went back and looked at some of their games. And since 2018, and I chose 2018 because that's the year that Josh Allen, that's first year post Josh Allen being the quarterback, not like it really changed much. Um, but 59% of all of Wyoming's games have gone under 44 and a half, which is the total on this game currently. If you exclude power five opponents from that, 68% of their games have gone under 44 and a half. And here's the one that really sold me. In the six non-conference games against other group of five or FCS schools, here are the totals from those six games. 35, 37, 37, 45, 36, 31. So when Wyoming has the physical, a physical advantage or is evenly matched and can do a pretty good job of controlling the tempo of the game, they drag it out and they make it as ugly as possible. For me, this feels like, you know, 15, 17, 16, 13, something like that. So uh, I am going to endorse the under 44 and a half on this game. All right, those are some really good nuggets there. And, and really surprising in that what you see a lot of teams do when they have an advantage like that is they actually want to run more plays, right? The theory being we're a better team, let's run more plays. So it's interesting that you found that nugget that Wyoming goes a little bit the other direction and say, we're the better team and we're going to manhandle you. We're not going to try to run it down your throat, air it out mm -hmm. type thing. We're just going to, yep. we're just going to beat you into submission. Yep. Uh, you know, it sounds like they're looking forward to those games where in the fourth quarter, the defensive line for Northern Illinois is completely wiped out and they're just able yep. to get five yards a pop and just drag that thing through. The entire game, they just want three and a half yards to play. That's all they want. It should be an interesting game. It should be a close game. Uh, you're not really selling me on the excitement of it, though, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we'll add some excitement. I may reference back to this game uh, later on, so okay. just don't, don't give up hope quite yet. Okay, no no model play for me on this one, uh, but Cousin Jerry there is uh, on the under for the Wyoming-Northern Illinois game. Uh, next up, we have Rutgers, who is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Syracuse. And boy, Rutgers... <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll let you start off, but I, I have some things to say about Rutgers. I'm curious where your head is on this one. Well, okay, please do, because I think we're going to discuss Temple later. So uh, you, oh, might yeah. give me some good, you might give me some good information when we're discussing <laughs> there, there you later. go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Rutgers minus, minus two and a half at Syracuse. So for me, this just feels like two programs that are headed in the complete opposite directions. Um, so I, I want to throw something at you real quick. If you had to guess how many games Syracuse played last year, what would your guess be? I'm going to go five. They played 11 games last played year. Played 11 games. Wow. They I just figured most teams games. up that way played like five, six, seven games, you know? Yeah. 11 yeah, games. They, yeah. Yeah. ACC, they played 10 ACC games plus they, uh, Notre Dame. And they didn't win very many of them, did they? They won one game, yeah, uh, I believe. Since their 10, no, since their 10 <laughs> win season in, in 2018, uh, they won three power five games in two seasons uh, against Duke. Wake Forest and uh, Georgia Tech. And I definitely feel like this Rutgers team is, I know they're better than the Duke team was last year or two years ago and the Georgia Tech team last year. Wake Forest, you know, last year or two years ago, maybe a, a little better than this Rutgers team, but not 
by very much, if at all. Um, and on the flip side, there's a lot of positive momentum with Rutgers. Uh, blew out Temple. I, I'm sure that you have some things to say about that. I was going to be alluded to, but blew out Temple last week, 61 to 14. Uh, similar to kind of the comments that I made about Brett Bielema uh, during week zero, Shiano knows what he's doing here. Um, you know, different conference this time, probably not going to have the same success that he did before, but he kind of knows the lay of the land. And I, I think he's really got this team. Uh, believing in itself. So I'm going to take the opportunity to lay the two and a half points with, with Rutgers on the road. I, I think even though they're based in New Jersey, I think this is a win New York type game. He's going to build it up. Uh, Sean's going to build it up that way. So I have no problem laying the two and a half points with Rutgers. Yeah, this is an interesting case. I, I'm on the other side here. I'm on Syracuse. And uh, just to reference last week, we had two games where we differed and we split those one and one. We have a couple more to, uh, you know, in, in this week, it's going to be interesting. This is a classic case of everything you said makes sense. I'm not along with you. Um, logically, I think Rutgers is a solid pick. The, the model says Syracuse. You know, you, you can't say the model's right or wrong based on the results of one game, right? So, so who knows what will happen here? I think what the model's picking up on um, it is more of an overreaction to Rutgers' win last week. It, it's not so mm -hmm. much that anything that you said is wrong. It's not that... Uh, I, I do make Rutgers, I do have Rutgers as the better team, uh, just not by two and a half on the road. It, it's picking up on just a little bit of an overreaction. And that Temple game, I tweeted about this, you know, Temple gave up, had a, a, a kickoff that they fumbled. They had an interception that was returned to like the two. They had an interception that was returned to the house. They had yeah. a safety. I mean, it was one of those where Syracuse, I, I, if you saw this stuff on Twitter, Syracuse had some crazy ratio of points per yards. It's like impossible to, excuse me, Rutgers had points per yards. It was impossible to replicate. Yeah. In that now, game. I, I want to say there were five or six drive, touchdown drives less than 30 yards or, or something like that. Yeah. And so again, it's not that, um, you know, Syracuse is good. It's just, there's a little bit of an overreaction here to, mm -hmm. to the score line of that game for Rutgers. Um, so I'm on Syracuse on that one. Again, probably not one that you want to watch. There's probably other things that are more interesting to, to watch than that one, but it should yeah. be close at least, which might be fun for some people, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Next game, we've got Air Force minus six at Navy uh where where are you on this one cousin jerry so uh i love watching the service academies play football this is near and dear to my heart uh army air force navy uh, you know just about any game like it, every time that i was analyzing like do i want to change my cable package the first thing i checked was does it get cbs sports network so i can watch right. army because they are a lot of those yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so um near and dear to my heart on this one and i think you're going to be shocked at my play here i have been sucked into the trap so many times of bet the under in these academy games they keep the ball on the ground nobody ever throws just blindly play the under and you'll usually come out ahead but as lee corso would say not so fast my friend i could not believe when i started digging into the numbers here so right now the total is 40 and a half i believe it opened around 44 and has dropped all the way to 40 and a half so everybody kind of had the same idea that i did but let me read you the totals uh, for the past 10 years of this game, 69, 49, 38, 51, 44, 42, 93, 42, 59, 47. So only once in the past 10 years has the total been below the line that's currently at 40 and a half. Now, 
definitely all of the normal caveats. This is by far, you know, this is not nowhere near close to one of the best Navy teams that has played in this game the past 10 years. Probably not one of the better Air Force teams either. But there always seems to be a big special teams play, a big defensive play that, you know, pushes up the total maybe a little bit higher than you would have thought. So I'm, I'm going to, I have no problem with taking the over here. Uh, give me the over 40 and a half. I think somebody makes something happen and we end up with a total somewhere near the mid forties. I, I, I like where your head's on that one. I'm on air force and I think those plays kind of align a little bit. Uh, I'm taking air force minus six. I make them minus eight. So I, I think they should be at the mm. other side of that touchdown. I think that Air Force is a, a much better team than Navy. Um, yes, it's on the road, but it, this is one of those things where they're, as you talked about, not one of the better Navy teams in recent years. And so I think what that is more likely to happen is, is Navy is, is less likely, I think, to have those 20-yard touchdown drives. They're more likely to sprinkle in a couple of three and outs. What's mm-hmm. going to happen on a three and outs when you punt? Air Force is going to get the ball. They're going to start with about start with the ball at their own 45. It's going to make four shorter fields. So I think there's going to be a couple of opportunities for some quicker scores in this game. That doesn't mean there will be quick scores galore, obviously. But but all it's going to take is Navy's offense just not quite where it used to be. A couple of you know three and out punts, you know tired defense, and all of a sudden broken play. And I can like so when the total's that low, all you need is you know. Uh, a, a, a pick six on a dumb pass on these guys who are great at running the triple option, but not great throwers, right? All you need right. is a, a, a pick six and a broken play. And all of a sudden you've got half the points you need for the game in the, in the blink of an eye. Exactly. Exactly. And just going back to last week, I, I believe the model was on Marshall last week. Was. Right. And, and I was as well. I can't remember if Jack was, but even I was shocked at how that game played out. I couldn't believe the complete ineptitude on Navy's part there. Um, so like I said, love the academies, really hope that Navy gets it turned around, but man, it's just looking like a long year in Annapolis. Yep, yep, I agree with you there. Uh, next game, Temple is a seven-point favorite at Akron. I already kind of touched a little bit on Temple there, right? You know, they weren't as bad as they looked last week, but man, that final score was really bad. Are you bold yeah. enough to play Temple on this one? So... So let me, let me tell you exactly verbatim what I wrote down here in my notes. What if I told you I was going to lay a touchdown with a team that lost by 47 last week? That's, that's pretty exactly bold. What, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do, my friend. I'm going to lay a touchdown with Temple here. Um, to your point, and obviously because I, I'm keeping up with the games that the model's on, um, I, I noticed kind of the rough luck that Temple had last week. The very difficult for them to replicate a performance like that five turnovers or lost uh, something like that um, but just going back to 2020 as well to get some perspective so I'm going to list off the teams that Temple lost to last year they lost to Navy Memphis Tulane SMU Central Florida and Eastern Carolina so overall a, a fairly strong group of AAC teams there that they lost to. And Tulane looks a whole lot stronger after last week, whether that's relevant yes. or not, it's kind of independent, right? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh, Akron, on the other hand, uh, lost to Western Michigan, Ohio, Kent State, and Buffalo. Those fairly respectable MAC teams. But in my opinion, you're just talking about two teams in different zip codes, different conferences, just the, the, the strengths of the team that they're playing against are just, you know, completely different. So, you know, two bad teams here. Personally, I think this is much, much higher on the do not watch this scale than yeah. Rutgers and Syracuse is. I 
and playing this up with Temple, but in no way would I encourage you to actually watch this game. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think Temple's not good, but I think Akron's really bad. So I'm going to lay the touchdown with Temple here. I, I like where your head's at there. It's a, it's a pass for me. Um, everything that we talked about earlier with, with Rutgers, you know, applies here. Uh, Temple was not as bad as, as they looked. Um, is the model reacting appropriately in one case or the other? Again, it, it, it's, it's hard for me to analyze as a human. I'm trusting that the model is allocating the, the skill and the, you know, the adjustments where it should. So um, that leads me to fade Rutgers, but not back Temple. Uh, I also, I, I like it just because if I were to fade Rutgers again and take Temple again and both were to lose, that would just be really devastating. <laughs> so yeah. if nothing else is nice for me to not have to worry about this one. Uh, yeah. But I, I, like, I like where your head is um, on that one. The last three games we have are actually interesting games uh, that, yes. that you might want to watch. The first one, uh, this is where college game day is going to be, Iowa at Iowa State. Iowa State is a whopping four-and-a-half-point favorite, which really surprised me. This felt like a game that would have been Iowa State minus three. I don't understand how it's more than three. I don't understand how it's past the four. I'm quite surprised personally. What do you have for us? Yeah, so just kind of to echo your your comments there. So this opened at four, I believe, and immediately jumped down to three and a half. I jumped on board there, thought this is this is going to a pick'em. Um, could not believe that it's jumped back to four and a half. I, I have no idea what's going on. Um, so I, I think through one episode and through the first part of this episode, you've kind of gotten a feel of how I I do my prep for uh, for these things. I don't really have anything statistical to say about this game, except this game always feels really close and it always feels like Iowa finds a way to win. No matter how good Iowa State is, Iowa finds a way to win. Maybe you could say Iowa State finds a way to lose. I'm not sure, but Iowa seems to always to come out on top uh, of this game. Um, so in addition to that, from the second half of 2020 until last week, Iowa has been a buzzsaw. Um, obviously, I, I think we were all on Iowa last week against Indiana, but similar to the comments we made about um, Marshall and Navy, I, I did not expect the game to be like that. It, it wasn't close. I mean, did you have to pay attention after the middle no. of the second quarter? It was, it was no. long over. No, which was, which was great for us. It's great, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I, I was very surprised by that. So just, you know. I'm, I'm shocked to hear you say that the model's not on Iowa State. I wrote down here, I expected the model to be on Iowa State. It, this just seems explicable to me. I'm sure, you know, we'll come back. You and Jack will talk next week how we can't believe how uh, Jared was so wrong on this one. But I, I'm taking the four and a half points with Iowa. It, it just seems too obvious. No, I, and, and from a logic standpoint, I think that totally makes sense. Uh, this is an interesting case, actually, where... The model likes Iowa State. It really respects them. It thinks they're good. I think they're going to have a great year. The model loves Iowa. The model thinks that Iowa should actually be favored in Ames, which is a little shocking to me Yeah, how yeah. much the model loves Iowa. We'll talk a little bit later, very briefly, about Wisconsin. Most of the advanced metrics love Wisconsin, right? Mine doesn't love Wisconsin, loves Iowa. I don't, I don't quite get it. Um, but this is actually a case where it's a no play for me. And here's why the model is so far off from the spread. It enters a zone where I've, I've tracked this, uh, you know, over, over the, the last few years here. And it's, it's the idea that 
when you get to these giant edges, it becomes a mixture of there really is a huge edge here and there's something that the model is completely missing and you just want to stay away from it. And I don't know which is which. I, I don't really have a way to know which is which. And so as a general rule of thumb, when I have these edges that are so crazy, I just lay off of them. And so this is an interesting case where the model leans your way and says Iowa, but it says Iowa so much, it makes me scratch my head and say, I think I just, I want to avoid it personally. Logically though, everything you said makes sense. This game always, this game seems to be a two point game every year or a one point game. This is one of those, didn't a couple years ago, wasn't this one of those games had lightning in the middle of it. And then there was like a botched fumble and like yeah. a mixed extra point or something. And like, it was like 18, 17 or 17, 16. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's the, you know, maybe, maybe a 24, 21 or something. And, and, you know, I always say it's got more offense in some of those teams, but I, yeah. you know, getting more than getting even four to me just seems like a steal on this one. Yeah. And, and after they have both teams played last week, I mean, I know that's kind of Iowa state's MO to come out really slow in those non-conference games like that, but yeah, it just, uh, I don't get it. Uh, again, I'm sure you and Jack will be discussing my folly uh, here next week, but I'm, I'm taking the four and a half points. Hey, I, like I said, logically, I'm with you. I think this is another game where anything could happen if, if you're a money line type of guy or, you know, or gal. Money line's not a bad play either because this is a complete mm-hmm. coin toss. Anything could happen. Yep. Uh, so I think there's a lot of value there, even though it's an official no play for me. Like I said, I, I agree with you there. Uh, next, we've got Texas is a seven point favorite. At Arkansas, what you got for us on this one, cousin Jared? So uh, two things quickly here. So um, Arkansas getting seven points uh, at that number last year, they would have covered every game except against Georgia, Alabama, A and M, and Florida. So in the games, good against the, yeah, yeah. So uh, in the games against these non top tier teams, they really found a way to, to hang in there and, and won some games they, they probably shouldn't have last year, but it was always kept it really, really close. Um, so to me, that, that's a good enough reason to do that. But I also wanted to, to pose a question to you here. So I know that you have family who went to the University of Texas. Um, so I want to ask you, how big do you think this game is for a University of Texas fan, not only from, you know, maybe their current situation with the new head coach, but also from the perspective of the, the kind of uh, historic nature of, of this game? Yeah, and it's, it's a great question. I think the older Texas fans are going to be are in on this game. Uh, mm-hmm. They are, you know, Arkansas and OU are the two rivals uh, that they grew up, you know, yeah. hating maybe. and, and yeah, maybe so, somebody, maybe somebody that you know you are very closely related to. You know. Exactly. Yes. So my, yeah. my father's a UT alum, and those would be the two that 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 he grew up. You know, when he went to school at UT, those were the two big, uh, big rivals there. So the older fans get to care a little bit more. Uh, the younger fan hasn't played Arkansas in a long time, or just a random non-conference or random bowl game. Yeah. The younger fan could care less. Um, I, I think it's it's an interesting question to think about because I I know where your head's at going on this one. I think you know. It, being in Arkansas is a little bit different than if it's in Texas, right? If that game's in mm-hmm. Austin, you might have a little bit of a crowd letdown of do, are the people really into it? So to me, it's right. maybe a little bit less about the alumni base and or, or the alumni base that might go to the game, just what sort of pressure is on, you know, the new coach and, you know, pretty big win last week, right? right? And, and, and how the expectations are and how that plays and how they're going to do on the road versus how the Arkansas fans feel about Texas. Yeah. So speaking as, as an AM alumnus here, so uh, 
we've kind of been trying to, and I say we, I guess we, I mean, Jerry Jones, because he's the one that set the game up, but right, you know, right. th this game in Dallas every year at, at the new stadium. About, about uh, 10 years know. now or so, right? Yeah. 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 And man, we can't get out of that deal fast enough. Nobody likes it on the Arkansas or AM side, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, the point is both sides are pretty lukewarm about the idea of, of the rivalry, but let me tell you, Arkansas fans, do not like Texas. They view Texas as a big rival. You know, this is the game they want to play. You know, we tried to artificially set up the AM game. That's not what it's about. They they want Texas. They have sold out their stadium for the first time since 2017 for this game. Wow. They've had some bad teams at Arkansas, um, but I, I still can't believe that they, you know, Alabama, Georgia, some of these, uh, you know, Mississippi schools LSU. with the shorter drives. LSU, yeah, I, I would have thought for sure that, you know, even the visitors would have kind of, um, yeah. you know, brought brought up a sellout sometime the past few years. Yeah. But that's not the case. First sellout since uh, 2017. So I don't know if Arkansas wins the game. But I think it's going to be an electric atmosphere. Um, uh, speaking of electric atmosphere, uh, you know, last week I sent in my pick of North Carolina minus five and a half at Virginia Tech. And then they played Inner Sandman there before the game started. And right. I just wanted to turn it's the like, TV oh, off. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, no. Yeah. I was like, I have made a mistake here. Right. Um, anyway. You weren't so, the only one who had that feeling. I saw a lot of it on Twitter. People like, oh, no, yeah. I made the wrong pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, not going to not gonna fall for that uh, twice here. Uh, I'm taking the seven points with Arkansas. I think it's going to be an electric atmosphere i don't know if arkansas wins but i think they they keep it really close and i, I think it's gonna be a really good game and see i'm on the other side on this one you made an interesting point last year arkansas was able to keep games close other than against the elite teams my model thinks that texas is an elite team are they it's really tough to say this is texas not is back. Texas is back right exactly exactly we should timestamp that one texas is back yeah. you know it's, yeah. like it it's tough to say exactly how good this texas team will be they have the potential for sure um they've had a lot of coaching issues. They've had a lot of coaches, yeah. you know, come in and, and do one thing maybe really well, but not the, the, the total package. Is yep. Sarkeesian that guy? It's hard to say. A lot of it has to do with, you know, getting good coordinators, right? Getting good schemes. Yeah. It's, it's not just about getting the recruits. It's, it's what you do with them. Can they do that? It's hard to say. Right now, the model likes what it sees. It likes some of the young guys who came back last year. They've got some, some guys offensively who, who can really make things happen. How will the young quarterback do? Um, on the road is, is, a, is a tough question. Uh, yeah. But, you know, my model thinks that Texas is a really good team, easily a top 15, mm -hmm. maybe even a top 10 team. Now, we'll, again, will they finish wow. there? Who knows? But that's where my model has them. And so my model thinks that they are one of those elite teams. And so they should be able to beat Arkansas by double digits. And so I make mm -hmm. this game Texas minus nine. And so that's why I'm laying the seven uh, with them. And then our last game that we're going to cover in depth, Washington at Michigan. Michigan is a six and a half point favorite except I think you're back on a total on this one again. Yes, definitely back on a total here. Um, so this was one of those where I looked at the line and I was like, either Vegas knows something that I don't know because it seems like they just didn't have eyes and didn't watch the game. So Washington, uh, I assume most people listening to this podcast know this by now, Washington lost to Montana Saturday, scored seven points, lost 13 to seven uh, to Montana. I and that wasn't as bad as the score indicated, but they still didn't play well to Montana, right? Yeah, there were some yeah. fluky things in that one as yeah. well. So it wasn't, but it's one of those things where it's like, it wasn't as bad, but also it's still like, you can't, you can't pretty that one up that much, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still it, really exactly. bad. <laughs> exactly. You can't pretty it up that much. And in my opinion, uh, offensive ineptitude to, to that level is not going to get resolved in one week. 
either. That's going to be something that's going to take a few weeks, a couple months of the whole season to try to remedy, if at all. Um, and on the flip side of that, Mich Michigan lost its uh, best receiver uh, for the season in this past game, uh, had a knee issue. Uh, and, you know, say what we want about Washington. They only gave up 13 points to an FCS team. I mean, there's there's more than a handful of FBS programs that can't say that. So I think uh, Jimmy Lake, the Washington head coach, is going to have his defense ready to play. This this game to me feels 24-13, 26-16, something like that. I don't think there's going to be much offense at all. Um, so I have no issue taking the under uh, 49 here. Makes a lot of sense. And I am going to go ahead and lay the points of Michigan. I'm not afraid of this at all. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm laying the six and a half. I make this nine and a half. It's kind of like you said, it's a little bit confusing why the line is so low. Washington, again, did not play as bad as it looked. And so my model's not giving them as much of a detriment maybe as our eyes would like to. Um, but still, I think this is Michigan's game to lose, uh, even with the receiver out, factoring that in. They should still win this game by double digits, in my opinion. Uh, any of those score lines that you said makes a lot of sense to me. So I'm going to lay the six and a half. Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking, like I, said, I think maybe like 24, 13, something like that, I think makes a lot of sense. Okay. And so that covers the seven games we're going to talk about in depth. I'm going to rapid fire you the other plays that the model likes. And again, as a reminder, these will all be listed on the spreadsheet. They're all tracked and bet stamp. And I will post these later on Twitter in case uh, you missed them. And then uh, Cousin Jared, I'll give you an opportunity to respond once I read all these off. The first pick, I'm going to take Virginia minus 10. They're playing Illinois. I make that Virginia minus 11 and a half. Uh, quick note on Illinois there, you know, they had the backup quarterback, you know, situation last week with UTSA, but they scored points. That defense is just bad. It really makes you wonder about Nebraska and what the dumpster fire is that we talked yeah. about that on, on our first episode. Uh, yeah. I think, I think you should lay the points with Virginia army uh, minus six and a half. I'm laying with them. I make that minus nine against Western Kentucky, Tennessee. I'm taking plus three and a half against Pittsburgh. I make that plus two. And again, I faded Tennessee, uh, and their opener against Bowling Green, uh, and that got us to the window, and I'm on Tennessee here uh, getting over a field goal. Toledo, plus 17. I make that only plus 13.5 against Notre Dame. The model does not take into account any uh, letdown type scenario, but you have to wonder if uh, there's a little bit of a letdown after that uh, amazing yeah. game uh, against Florida State. Uh, yeah. If that's one of those maybe slow starts, if you're if you're a first half kind of guy, maybe look at a Toledo first half play. The model likes Toledo plus seventeen there. TCU minus ten and a half. Uh, I make that minus thirteen and a half, taking them against Cal. And look, maybe you should just blanket fade the entire Pac-12. I, I don't know, just something to throw out there, right? And so I like TCU there uh, against Cal. Cal broke our hearts last week. They got out to a huge lead against Nevada. All three of us were on Nevada. Yeah. And then that yeah. game just fell apart. Yeah. So uh, I'm, hoping for, I'm hoping for the same this week, Cal. I hope it fall apart again for me, right? I'm taking <laughs> TCU there. Bowling Green, I'm taking them again. You know, good teams win, great teams cover. So let's stick with Bowling Green. It got us to the window the first week. I'm taking, or last week, I'm taking them uh, plus 15. I make that game only plus 13 against South Alabama. Appalachian State, I'm taking them plus nine and a half as I make that game only plus six and a half against Miami. North Carolina State, minus two. I make them minus three and a half against Mississippi State. Just a side note, Mississippi State, uh, we talked about this a lot with some other teams, not as bad as they looked. They outplayed Louisiana mm -hmm. Tech. They, they was, it was not as bad as the score indicated. 
however, I still think that North Carolina State is not getting enough respect. Uh, that's mm-hmm. one of those things where I think people are, are I think people in, in general give the SEC a little bit too much of a pass when they, when they struggle early on. It's kind of like, oh, whatever, it's still SEC. And I think they're just ignoring what happened last week. And it wasn't as bad as it looked, but I don't think Mississippi State is that good. Yeah, and, and I watch a lot of SEC football. I, I, I can't figure out Mississippi State, especially since Leach has been there. I know last year was weird because COVID, but just cannot figure them out. Yes, it's been very, very up and down uh, mm-hmm. for them. Uh, Eastern Michigan, plus 26. Uh, I make them only plus 22 against Wisconsin. Mentioned that earlier, right? A lot of advanced metrics love Wisconsin. My model can figure out they don't like scoring points very much. And so that hurts them in winning football games. Yes. So yes. I'm going to fade them again and take the points uh, with Eastern Michigan. Memphis, minus five. Uh, as I make them minus seven and a half, they're playing Arkansas State. And then the last one of the rapid fire segment here, I'm taking Georgia State plus 26, as I make them only plus 22 and a half against North Carolina. And Cousin Dredd, I'll let you have the floor to react to any of that nonsense that I just rattled off there. Yeah, yeah, just taking some notes as, as you were talking. So Army minus six and a half at Western Kentucky. Uh, I'll be honest, when the, when the lines came out, that was one that caught my eye. Um, but, you know, I mentioned watches of service academy games. I, I feel like, you know, every time I turned around, Georgia State, I believe that's who Army played last week, turned the ball over and uh, Army was setting up with some short fields. So uh, I, I'm excited to see that the model thinks highly of army because i was kind of wondering if that was kind of smoke and mirrors all the turnovers they got there um pitt and tennessee man every college football writer that i you know consume whether through podcasts reading or whatever thinks tennessee is going to have a horrible year i think all of them would recommend laying the points with pitt in that scenario so uh, very intrigued to see the model go against that uh, something that hadn't caught my eye but you mentioned at app state getting nine and a half against miami man there have been some bad miami crowds the past few years and there have been some slow miami starts in some games like this i can definitely see them coming out very flat after just getting it handed to them uh, by alabama and maybe getting a sense of man are, are we doing this again is this a team that we're going to be again um so you've you've got my gears turning on on that game that, mm-hmm. that's that's one uh Check the spreadsheet later in the week, folks. That that All may right. become a Jared pick. Not promising anything, but maybe. Um, and, and go ahead. Oh, and I was just going to say that you know Appalachian State's going to come to play, and yeah. I I don't know if Miami will or not. I'm not saying they won't, right? It's I don't, yeah. don't want to project anything. I'm just saying that we know that Appalachian State will be ready to go in that game 100 percent because they're going to do their darndest to go and get that win. Yep, exactly. Um, and then you mentioned earlier that, you know, maybe playing Iowa on the money line wouldn't be such a, a bad investment. Uh, so just, you know, one little nugget of information here and some other things just for depending on what our audience is looking for. Um, so Iowa State has scored, and this is courtesy of the athletic, Iowa State has allowed 16 second half points in their last six games. Wow. And there there were some not good Big 12 teams included in that, but all, that also includes um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma game against yeah. Texas. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was an ugly just, Big 12 title game last year. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. So just do with that what you will. 16 second half points in the past six games for Iowa State. And uh, it's an interesting little nugget there. You know, something to think about for, for our viewers. Check the halftime score. Maybe, maybe a second half play there. Maybe you go the other direction. Right? It's one of those. Did you, do you think the under on that because of the second half under, you know, the yeah. adjustments they're making are clearly working. Do you go maybe if Iowa gets a lead, do you come back and play Iowa State hope for a middle, you know, a double win? Yep. 
And you got a lot of options there, depending on kind of what, you know, what, what floats your boat. Yep, exactly. Another thing, uh, so personally, I don't endorse this, but for anybody who's interested in teasers, I think some of the ugly games that we talked about earlier are perfect candidates for that. Um, so uh, Air Force and Navy, man, if you tease that over down to like 34 and a half or 33 and a half, I mean, that feels like that's something that's really going to get to the window. Um, and I think you could say the same thing for the other low scoring game that we talked about, Wyoming and Northern Illinois. Um, I think I saw Illinois, uh, Northern Illinois got out to a plus seven. I teased that up to 13, 14. I think you could tease the, the under up to, you know, 51 and a half or something like that. Um, anyway, so if uh, you're looking for any teasers, any games to add into a teaser you may have, I think the, the total on the Wyoming, Northern Illinois game and you know the the total on the Air Force Navy game are perfect candidates for that. And that's a good time, you know, just as a quick general education point right here. In general, teasers are not a great idea. In general, what you are giving up in terms of the points are not worth the odds of of, of what you're you know the exchange rate is, is not good. Right. So in general, teasers probably not a good play. There are some exceptions, and in general, if people are going to do them, they're going to do them. So we want to help you do them as well as possible. So a couple of rules of thumbs with teaser. Number one, never cross zero, right? You never want to take a, a plus three to a minus three or something because you're going from the plus half to the minus half. You're giving up one of the six or seven points or whatever points you're getting, and you've just given it, it's useless crossing the zero, right? So you want to make sure don't cross the zero on a teaser, and you want to make your points count, right? You don't want to um, tease. Uh, in a situation where the points that you're getting are low value points. You want to cross key numbers like seven. So kind of like, you know, Jared was talking about here, if you've got a, a plus six and a half, maybe you can get that over seven, uh, mm -hmm. over, you know, nine, over 10, right? Some over some key numbers. So if you're going to do try to cross key numbers. And the last point, if places will let you tease low totals, and if places will let you do correlated teasers, you know, some places mm -hmm. are not real friendly towards that sort of thing. But yep. what I mean by that with a correlated teaser is, is just what, what he was saying there, which is if you've got a situation with a really low total, take the dog to tease up from a you know six to 12 or something and take that low total uh, and, and tease, uh, tease the number shifts that you get an even higher number of points to be able to go yep. under on you're actually getting a little bit of boost in probability. Now you might actually have a plus expected value play depending on what numbers you're crossing there because typically in a situation like that, uh, you've got enough of a correlation where uh, it, it, it's more likely that the dog hits that as the under hits as well since they're both more likely to hit at the same time. Now you've got that kind of the interaction effect. So just a quick little uh, thought process right there for you. If you dabbled in teasers, again, in general, they're, they're not something you want to do a ton of, but if you do, just be smart about it. Be thinking about crossing key numbers and how you're doing. And like I said, if, if you're correlating with the right situations and the, the right the right times, they, they can be uh, good plays. And, and sometimes they can be fun, if nothing else, right? Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, that wraps us up here for the third episode of Picks with the Professor. I am Professor Sides. He is Cousin Jared. Thank you for watching. Please like and subscribe. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>